I have had a fantasy for the last three years of being pastor here, each summer of actually having a vegetable garden. So the last time I tried, I had gobs of potting soil. I had one of these above-ground things, seeds. I'd went to the store, got the little plants, every possible thing. But it turns out that there's just not enough sunlight in the space near the rectory where I could do it. The trees around here are just too big, so I would get sunlight from like 10 to 3, direct sunlight. So the last time I gardened, I basically at the end of the season ended up with about four cucumbers and two zucchini squash, each valued at about $90 a piece. <laughs> and so I've given up this whole idea the idea that in order to produce an abundant fruit, you need these elements of sun and good soil, that a cucumber doesn't just come out of nothing. And so it is that when the Lord uses this agrarian image of a good fruit coming from a good tree, it speaks to my heart as a failed farmer. You see, when we think about Lent, which is just starting this Wednesday, there are three principal elements of Lent. There's almsgiving, giving to the poor. There's fasting, which is by far the favorite thing that everyone likes to talk about. And then there is prayer. But the fruits of giving to the poor and the fruits of being able to enter into a sacrificial season with our Lord walking a journey by giving something up and abstaining from meat on Ash Wednesday, I mean, abstaining from from meat on Fridays and Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, these little small sacrifices that we make, giving up chocolate and booze, should flow actually from the most important element of Lent, which is prayer, which is allowing yourself to grow in knowledge and love and most importantly, intimacy with Jesus Christ. So if come Easter, you have not touched your beloved Chardonnay or you've give no chocolate has passed your lips, but you're no closer to Jesus, it's been a waste of time. You might as well just sit in your house all Lent eating chocolate and guzzling Chardonnay, all right? Because <laughs> it doesn't make any difference. If it's not about Jesus, then it's pointless. And so We've decided here, and I'm inviting you to join me in making the most prayerful Lent you can possibly have ever had. It's called the Mercy Prayer Project. Catchy name, isn't it? Mercy Prayer Project. And just as last year, or last week, we invited you to actually give money in an in-pew experience more importantly, this week, I'm going to ask you to make a prayer commitment for this Lent. In the pews, you will see purple little cards. And if they're not around or if you can't find one, raise your hand and we'll shuffle them around because we, we thought we printed up enough, but we need to run off some more. So pass them around to other people if you've got a bunch. No, not the envelopes. The purple cards and their little pencils. And on one side, you make a prayer commitment. What am I going to do? Am I going to say a rosary this Lent? Am I going to pray in front of the Blessed Sacrament? Everybody, it's not one per family. Everyone should be filling these out. 
Am I going to do some scripture reading? Am I going to maybe make some daily masses? Am I going to go and do something else? Make stations of the cross. If you can't find some, raise your hands and we'll redistribute. And if you have extras in your pew, pass them around. Look all over, and if not, we've got them. We'll try and get as many. If not, we'll have them for or later this week. And write down then your intentions that you'd like to pray for. Now, the amazing part about this is, if you have one voice, and now let's say I say amen, just me all by myself, no microphone. I say amen. The people that are close to me can hear it, but nobody else can hear it. But if you have 400 people saying amen, it fills the room. Everyone's just talking at the same level, but if we all speak together, then suddenly we fill the room. So on the count of three, everyone say amen. One, two, three. Amen. It filled the room. Now imagine we fill the whole skies with our prayers. That this is a journey of taking prayer, not just yourself, but all of Mercy Parish. Right up here are all the cards of everyone before, and all your cards will go here. They will be here, and together we as a community will journey together and pray for one another. We will have holy cards at the end of the Mercy Prayer Project that you can put wherever you, in your car, or in your prayer book, or next to your mirror when you shave. And you're going to be praying not just for yourself, but for every person in this church. So that as Anna's praying for you, and you're going to be praying for the Christoviches. And they might not know each other, but together their amens are going to fill heaven. And you're going to be praying together as a group with me. So that at the end of this Lent, we might have given up chocolate and grown closer to Jesus. Or we might have done an extra thing and fallen more deeply in love with the God who loves us. So I'm going to invite the, the for when you're done, hold them up and our, our dashing ushers will... Um, come and retrieve them, and they'll be here all, all season. We'll be having cards, so if you suddenly, something else comes up, come and put a card right here in the thing. Add your intentions continually through Lent. It doesn't have to be a purple card. You can drop your piece of paper in. You can put a phone book in if you want to pray for the entire people in 20854. But we're going to make this journey as a prayer journey together. So hold up your cards when you're done and you're ready to be retrieved. Pass them on down to the end of the aisle. If you didn't get to fill one out, you can do it right at the end of Mass. And in the power of this Lent, we will walk together. The transformative power of prayer for each one of us. And praise be Jesus Christ. Now, if you're still writing, you can stick it in the regular collection basket also.